I have with me today uh, Bill Andrews, Bob Wright, and David Laker, three people instrumental in the success of Polymetrics. We used um, uh, membrane vessels, eight-inch membrane vessels, and we'd have like four in parallel for one side and four for the other side, and we had bowl valves. Um, and that worked pretty well. Um, problems with the, the vessels got longer as they pressurized and it tended to break the piping. So one of the reasons that um, sort of then it became DeSalco and um, I basically switched to big stainless steel vessels and um, they work pretty well because Cayman, they don't have any corrosion because there's no oxygen in the water. So we were building plants with one um, double work exchanger per train, and we, it, it was just most convenient to make them the same length as the membrane vessels because they fitted underneath the spiral membrane vessels. Um, and then one of my engineers came up with an idea of integrating eight valves into one. We called it the Lynx valve. The Lynx valve, yes. And uh, Scott Shumway, and um, it was a brilliant invention. So it took all the timing out of it. So just one motion and it did all the different functions. So that's what became the, the Dweer. I, I think one of the things that Polymetrics did that was probably other than introducing Seawater RO, you can, was um, we really pushed the, the, the build, own, operate concept. Um, we, we essentially, we did in Yanbu we had an operations contract for four or five years. Um, that was a very early plant built in 78 or something. And um, then Malta, of course, was an operations contract that went on for almost a quarter a of a time. century. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, and then when Chris Miller and them did Aqua Design, they were pushing the build, own, operate. And then when I went into Reliable Water, I was pushing it, and then with DeSalco. So we... I think we were really the forerunners of, of build, own, operate yeah. for seawater RO, um, and now it's just the standard right. way of doing it, um, of financing these plants. Looking back on your, your careers with Polymetrics, uh, what was the best project from your perspective that you worked on? Oh, I think it, it uh, has to be Malta. Yeah, I, 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 by all means, yeah. By far, it was, it was, it was a panic-stricken type installation. But from, correct me if I'm wrong, Bill. I believe we broke ground in March. We made water on New Year's Eve. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. And poor old David here. He was in charge of building a, a, a highly brackish plant oh, yeah. called Marsa. Marsa. And um, so we were <laughs> building the main Arlopsi plant and the, this Marsa plant up near the dockyards dry docks, I should say, and um, David was definitely the poor sister, right? <laughs> so, I mean, he didn't get engineering drawings. He, he, he just basically got a bunch of equipment and built it I, yourself, right? I, I kind of say you, I you, built it out of the spare parts left over from, from the big one. Garlapsy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, but it was, um, uh, it, it was a fun project. It was one of those situations I always... Use it as an example where um, your engineers should be privy to the contract. Oh, that reminds me of a story. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> we were we we built these uh, 
standardized 25,000 gallon a day seawater plants and we were trying to get into the offshore oil industry and we got two of them on a very large rig in the North Sea. And of course our competition was the Aquachem vapor compressors. And um, they had a winter storm. There were 450 people on the, it was two rigs, like an accommodations rig and a working rig. They had a winter storm that went on for two months. And the two RO plants we had broke down quite shortly into the storm. And, and they were in dire trouble because there was no water. You couldn't get there. Nope, you know, 30-foot waves and stuff. And, and um, so that was the end of RO in the North Sea for 15 years. Hmm. It was just totally blackballed. Bob, how about you? you? Well, I mean, you started off in refrigeration engineering. And, and then I went on to general engineering. Yeah, yeah. This gentleman here got me into the United States through working in the first RO unit. And it was five over a five-year period. And we, we came to California, and then that's just been at the right place at the right time. You've enjoyed being in the water business oh, more yeah. than... Oh, yeah, it's been very interesting yeah. because it keeps developing all the time. And then I went with working at Aqua Design when we, we did Morro Bay, and that's when we discovered that if you work in California, you need a licence. And I was operating the plant there for a period of time. So I finished taking a correspondence course through SAC University mm -hmm. to get an, uh, a license, which I did. I was just reminded that um, that unit that Dave Gruno sold to BAS, British Aviation Services, DuPont did not have a membrane that had actually run on seawater at that time. But they were, they were telling us that they had seawater membrane. On the basis of that, Dave Gruno said, I've sold one. And uh, it went, we, we clued, really clued together what we thought would be suitable materials, uh, sent the unit to uh, Bermuda, Bob installed it, and the membranes came like following after. And it was the first time that a DuPont had seen seawater. And then you remember, um, we ran it for about an hour and thought, well, better check. And we shut it off and we said, what's that great hissing sound? <laughs> <laughs> we discovered suckback. <laughs> yeah, all the tubes, all the permeate tubes collapsed. It was suckback had been discovered. There you see, that's a, yeah. that, that's 